Shkalem Perk Ches, Mishnah Dalet 8.4. We now have completed those Mishnahs talking about decision-making under uncertainty and finding lost objects. Now we are, since we had discussed the question of Tuma and the knives, we are now just going to lapse into another topic about Tuma and the Parochet, the curtains. The focus here of our Mishnah are there are two possible curtains that could be talking about. Both are equally applicable. One is the curtain that divides between the outer area of the Azar, the courtyard, and the Ulam, the entrance to the antechamber, which leads into the the Hechel, the Kodesh. Or it could be um, the one of the two curtains, Parochos, that divide between the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodashim. Either way, it's a kli. It's considered to be a utensil. It's susceptible to tumma because it's beged. It's woven natural fabric, <coughs> natural fibers. And that being the case, so our Mishnah wants to consider what happens if the parochus becomes tummy. Now, the rule is that tumma may not stay in the azar area. It has to be removed promptly. Um, you can't have tumma in the azar. But there's two possible ways in which it could become tummy. It could become tummy in Midoraisa or just Midorabanan. Normally, meaning Midoraisa, a kli, a utensil, is only susceptible to tumma from an avatuma, a primary source of tumma like a person who's tummy as a zav or a zav or a nida, or a other dead object, let's say like a, a nevela or a sheretz and so on. Now, if that ava tuma touches or conveys tuma to the parochas, it's become tummy and has to be taken away, as we'll see in the Mishnah, out of the azara and immersed in the mikvah to become tower again. And even after its immersion, as we said in the previous Mishnah, the kli remains tame as a tful yom, having residual tuma until hair of Shemesh, till nightfall. So, if that's the case, the real Tumah introduced to the Azara by conveying Tumah from the Ava Tumah to the Parochas requires the Parochas to be removed, the curtain removed from the Azara and staying out even after its immersion until nightfall when it becomes Tower. However, there's another way that a Parochas could become Tame, and that is from a liquid. Now, Middo Orisa. Most liquids that were exposed to tumor cannot convey tumor to a, um, a any kli because a kli can only become tummy from an avatuma. And most liquids, we're talking beverages and so on, so those things are only at most a rishon, not a source of tumor. So they've been touched by some tummy thing. And the rule midoraisa is that a rishon the tumor, someone that's on an avatuma, cannot make a utensil a kli tummy. Nevertheless, there's a dindarabanan. This is a very important dindarabanan in the world of Tum and Tahara because it aff- affects so much of what goes on. We say that a liquid that becomes tame actually rises up to be a rishon. That's rule number one. Rabbinic rule number two, which is relevant to our mission here, is that a tame liquid that's considered to be a rishon can convey tuma, at least midurabanan, to kalim. That is to say, a liquid that's tummy is a rishon, and if it touches a utensil, a kli, the kli becomes a shein l'tumma, midurabanan. Midurais, however, remains tahor. The reason why the rabbis made liquids um, able to convey tumma to utensils is because there are certain liquids which actually could be navatumma, like the spit from azov and so on, um, and therefore we just, midurabanan, have all liquids being uh, potentially tummy and causing them if they get exposed to them, rishons that can make kalim into a shani. So, 
in the event that the parocha is exposed to not an avatuma, but rather a vladhatuma, meaning a secondary source of tuma. Vlad again meaning like an offspring as opposed to the av, the parent. So this is an offspring, a secondary source of tuma, and therefore we're talking about only tuma durabanan, if such a vlad meaning the liquid that became tamay touches the parochet. So then really, on a derice level, the parochet remains tahor, midurabanan, it's tamay. And that being the case, we will not require that the parochet, if it's only rabbinically tamay, leave the azara. We do have to be metaharit, of course, we'll put that into a mikvah, but it can all happen, however, on the um, in the temple precinct in the, uh, precinct in the azara, temple courtyard. So here the Mishnah says, parochet, if you have a curtain, in the Azara, and it became Tame from a Vlad Hatuma, meaning a liquid that was Tame, meaning we're talking rabbinic Tuma. So then, one can immerse it in a mikvah inside, meaning inside the Azara. There was one mikvah in the Azara that was on top of what's called the Besa Parva. We'll learn more about that a little bit in Masechah's Yoma, where the Kohen Gadol immersed himself. But that's a functioning mikvah, so you could put it there. And you can put it right back inside, meaning inside where it came from, to the entrance of the Ulam, or between the Kodesh and Kodesh Kodashim, immediately. Because once it's been immersed, it's Tahor for sure, and although there's, you know, we're not, we're, we're not, there's no Din Durabanan, that a Kli, which is Tamim Durabanan, is also Tful Yom. No, there's no vestige of Tuma even. So, you can go right back in. However, Ve'esh Nitmes Ba'ava Tuma, if a bona fide source of tumah, a dorai source of tumah, like a dead rat, touches the parochas. So then the parochas is tame and must be removed from the azara. And therefore, matbilan osa bochutz, it has to be removed from the azara and immersed in a mikvah that is existing outside of the courtyard, the azara. Vishotchan osa bechel. And then it has to be left out to dry, not inside the azara, but it will be brought to the area nearest the Azara, that's the Chel, if you recall, we discussed it a long ago, there was a fence, the Sorek, that went around the whole Azara area, in, including the Ezra's Nashim as well, at a distance of 10 Amos, so this 10 Amos area between the walls of the Azara and the Sorek, the fence, that 10 Amos is called the Chel, and we said we put this this uh, curtain in the Chel area, we bring it as close as we could, but staying outside of the, of the Azara, to dry over there. Vim haisa chadasha. If, says the Mishnah, this is a new curtain and it's still showing off its beauty. As we'll learn more, a little more in the next Mishnah, not much, but we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, the curtains, whether you're talking about in front of the Ulam or in front of the Kadash Kadashim, both those curtains were exposed to a lot of smoke from the altar, the outer one from the outer altar, and the inner one from the Katoras, the incense that's burning there. So they became less um, impressive after a time. But if it's a new one, and you'll see they replace them every year, so or maybe twice a year, so um, it was oppressive for other people, we wouldn't just put it on the chel to dry, rather we want people to see it. And therefore, if it was a new and beautiful, especially beautiful and impressive curtain, they would put it to dry atop the roof of the Itztaba. The Itztaba, if you recall, around the Har Habayis, the, the second temple period, around the Temple Mount, area where there's a big area to gather. There was a a portico. There was like a series of benches, double row of benches that went around the perimeter of the Harbias area, um, and a colonnade 
within that, sort of offsetting it, and the colonnade held up a a roof, making a portico, and um, made for like a sheltered area where people could sit on those benches out of the elements, sun and rain. So we're talking about on the roof of that area, on top of that portico, we would hang this uh, curtain, and that way, so everybody from afar in Jerusalem could see the beautiful craftsmanship that went into the curtains. As Mish says, it was really beautiful. And that's important because we need people to mitnadev, to volunteer, to contribute to the cost of the manufacture of these curtains, which were very expensive. And therefore, we want them to be impressed at their beauty so that they will pay for new ones because we said, as I said, and I will see in more in just a moment, the next Mishnah, that the curtains were replaced on a regular basis and therefore the cost of replacing them was incurred on a regular basis. We needed donors and therefore we want to impress the nation with the beauty of these curtains.